This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. UK seeks to control British Virgin Islands following Premier Foy's arrest by U.S. authorities. Trinidad and Tobago, United Kingdom, discuss collaboration on wind farms. Royal Caribbean to recruit in Antigua and Barbuda for cruise jobs. University of the West Indies appoints first female principal at St. Augustine campus. And Antigua and Barbuda agrees to invest. 75 million U.S. dollars in two years to the University of the West Indies Five Island Campus. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, May 2nd. We start a report today in the British Virgin Islands. HaitiNews.net reports that the arrest of the British Virgin Islands Premier on U.S. drug charges has set off a motion in London to take direct control of the local government affairs. Shortly before the Premier of the British Virgin Islands appeared before a U.S. court judge on charges of cocaine smuggling and money laundering, a commission of inquiry in London hurriedly published a report urging the U.K. to take direct control of the Caribbean territory, citing systemic corruption. BVI Premier Andrew Foy made a Zoom appearance on Friday before a U.S. federal judge. He was arrested in Miami, Florida on Thursday, along with BVI Port Authority Director Olivine Pickering Maynard. They face drug trafficking and money laundering charges in a scheme the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration claims involve Mexican cartels and the Lebanese Hezbollah. Just hours before Foy was due in court, the Commission of Inquiry led by Judge Sir Gary Hickenbottom published its final report recommending that London should dissolve the island's elected government, suspend their constitution, and impose direct rule. Hickenbottom said his recommendations came with a heavy heart, but unless the most urgent and drastic steps are taken, the current situation with the elected government deliberately ignoring the tenets of good governance will go on indefinitely. He urged Governor General John Rankin to take direct control of the island's domestic policy and budgets, set up an advisory body made up of locals, and conduct a year-long constitutional review. Foreign Secretary Liz Thross said the report showed clearly that substantial legislative and constitutional change is required to restore the standards of governance that the people of the British Virgin Islands are entitled to, but did not officially announce direct rule. Foy and Maynard were arrested at the Miami Opa Laka Executive Airport, according to an affidavit listing the charges against him. Maynard's son, Kadeem Stefan Maynard, has also been arrested, though it was not made clear when and where. The informant allegedly met with Olivine and Kadeem Maynard in March, and with both of them and Foy on April 7, 2022, proposing to pay them in percentage of cocaine sales that would pass through the British Virgin Islands port on the way to the U.S. territory of Puerto Rico and from there to the U.S. mainland. The informant testified he offered Foy 12 
12% of the expected sales price for drugs, which worked out to $7.8 million, as well as funds for his re-election campaign. Foy allegedly asked for $500,000 in advance and another $83,000 he needed to pay back a debt to someone in Senegal. The last time London imposed direct rule on an overseas territory was in 2009, when the Turks and Caicos Island government was accused of corruption. Full local rule was restored in 2012. The Turks and Caicos has also been under direct rule in 1986 to 1988, after their chief minister was accused of complicity in drug trafficking. Now here's how leaders in the local government are responding. The British Virgin Islands News.com reports that members of the parliamentary opposition denounced the alleged allegations that led to Premier Andrew Foy's arrest late last week for drug trafficking and money laundering. They also urged that members of the government come out to denounce his actions as well. Opposition leader Marlon Penn said in a statement at the House Assembly office, the Premier's detainment in the United States and the subsequent release of the Commission of Inquiry report have brought undesired global attention to what is the most challenging period in the territory's history. Acting Premier Dr. Natalia Wheatley has since announced that efforts are being made to seek Premier Foy's resignation and to have Dr. Wheatley appointed as substantive Premier in Foy's place. But Premier Foy's alleged crimes have not been denounced in any way thus far by the remaining members of the government. Penn encouraged Dr. Wheatley to prioritize the interests of the territory and to move swiftly to ensure the people of the British Virgin Islands' interests are met by denouncing Foy's alleged actions. Meanwhile, the opposition leader also urged Premier Foy to resign out of respect for the people of the British Virgin Islands. He said this should be done in recognition of the need for the territory to move forward. Penn said violators of the public trust do not enjoy their individual or collective support and stated that the aim of the opposition members now is to support actions which will ensure good governance and move swiftly to restore public confidence. Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that Trinidad and Tobago is well positioned to receive financial, legislative and technical support from the British High Commission for the establishment of wind farms as a form of renewable energy, the Ministry of Planning and Development said in a release. The ministry said during a recent courtesy visit by British High Commission to Trinidad and Tobago, Harriet Cross with Planning and Development Minister Penelope Beckles, Minister of Planning and Development. The ministry said Cross emphasized the commission's priorities in Trinidad and Tobago, which include energy, climate change, health, security, gender equality, combating gender-based violence and trade. The ministry said the high commissioner noted that the UK was considered a global leader in wind energy with more installed capacity than any other country. As such, the British government is ready to partner with the government of Trinidad and Tobago to execute wind power assessments, provide legislative support for the integration of renewable energy into the grid, and remotely as well as 
provision for technical training and equipment, the release said. The minister said Beckles highlighted that the government has been working towards achieving the national determined contribution under the Paris Agreement to reduce gas emissions by encouraging the use of electric vehicles and by the introduction of renewable energy sources. The planning and development minister also noted that the North Coast would be an ideal location for the wind power assessment. The ministry said that the discussion between the minister and the British High Commissioner also focused on developing curricula for retraining, reschooling, retooling, and reskilling the workforce for implementation of just transition of the workforce policy. Technical maintenance for electric vehicles as a part of the implementation of the e-mobility policy and facilitation of energy transition to low carbon and climate resilient development were also discussed as areas of cooperation. Proposals were also made for the establishment of solar-powered fast charging stations for electric vehicles in remote areas as part of the sustainable and absolute emission free transport and to facilitate consumer confidence in uptake of the technology, the ministry said. Sea Trade Cruise News reports that Antigua and Barbuda's Minister of Tourism and Investment, Charles Max Fernandez, signed a Memorandum of Understanding for a June Employment Fair with Russell Benford, Vice President, Government Relations, America's Royal Caribbean Group. It was the second such agreement the cruise giant inked at Sea Trade Cruise Global, following one with Barbados. This initiative will not only see a huge cadre of our tourism professionals become gayfully employed while being ambassadors of our country, but it will further strengthen the partnership between the government of Antigua and Barbuda and Royal Caribbean. It is a win-win solution for all of us, Fernandez said. The minister also spoke of the government's careful and successful management of the coronavirus pandemic that gave Royal Caribbean the confidence to hire the citizens of Antigua and Barbuda, knowing they are vaccinated, trained, and have skills needed to add value to cruise operations. The employment initiative will commence with a major job fair in St. John's in June that is open to nationals and residents of Antigua and Barbuda. Positions in Royal Caribbean's marine sector include junior seamen, junior engine men, and assistant electricians. Openings in operations include storekeeping, crew staff, youth staff, sports staff, laundry and restaurant attendants, bar waiters, wait staff, bakers and butchers. Further vacancies are available for the casino, entertainment and photographers, among other areas. The University of the West Indies on Saturday appointed Professor Rosemarie Bell Anton as the new principal of the university's St. Augustine campus in Trinidad and Tobago. The decision was made during the University of the West Indies University Council meeting on April 29th. The appointment takes effect on August 1st, and Anton will replace outgoing principal Professor Brian Copeland and become the first woman to hold the post. The University 
University of the West Indies website states Anton is a Cambridge and Oxford scholar who holds a doctorate from Oxford University in offshore financial law. Anton started her journey with the University of the West Indies as a temporary law lecturer at the Cave Hill campus in 1989 and then became a lecturer in 1991. Since then, she has served in several high-ranking positions at the University of the West Indies, including law faculty dean and pro-vice chancellor of the Board of Graduate Studies and Research. Outside of her work with the University of the West Indies, Anton has served as president of the Organization of American States Inter-American Commission on Human Rights, where she has also been a rapporteur for persons of African descent and for indigenous peoples. As chairman of CARICOM's Marijuana Commission, Anton has been an advocate for the decriminalization of marijuana and the creation of sustainable cannabis industry. And finally, Antigua's newsroom reports that the government of Antigua and Barbuda has made a commitment to invest 75 million U.S. dollars in two years to the University of the West Indies Five Island Campus in order to make it a world-class campus serving the Organization of Eastern Caribbean States. The cabinet also agreed to invest significant sums in health care. Over the weekend, another successful kidney transplant operation took place at the Sir Lester Bird Medical Center. The former Edward Ward at the Old Holberton Hospital will be transformed into a renal unit for dialysis and renal transplant. The current renal unit at Sir Lester Bird Medical Center will be transformed to a dedicated cardiac unit. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Monday, May 2nd. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.